Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Palmer. Our guest today is often referred to as a Renaissance man, someone who has wide interests and is an expert in several areas. According to the Webster Dictionary, in this global world of specialty skills, he has managed to acquire a very unique life and business model. Neil Enoch is a fiction writer, blogger, inventor, actor, photographer, filmmaker, singer, woodworker, and artist. Yet that's not everything. And he will tell you that through most of these things, he is above all a storyteller. Welcome, Neil Enoch. Let's go right back to when you started writing. Okay, I I actually found, you're going to like this. Um, Yeah. I actually found notes from when I was a kid. Now, I don't know if you can see this, but this, these are these are poems and songs. And if you keep going. Is that your handwriting? Yeah. See, poems. Songs. <laughs> songs. Neil, sayings. Neil. Other assorted. I just found this a little while ago. So, uh, but I didn't do anything with that. There's a, there's a couple of those. They're sitting over there. Uh, I've looked at them and I have, you know, uh, both hung my head in shame and been really, really thankful that I never tried to publish them. But there are some interesting stories in there. There really are. I've got the bones. And when I say bones, I mean name, description, basic plot lines for more than a dozen different stories or uh, um, sets of stories, you know, like. So this is just one of those. And uh, so what I, what I do when I get those kind of ideas, uh, I'll jot down notes, I may or may not start writing and I'll plow into it a little bit and try and, you know, get the bits of the story sorted out and then I'll park it because I'm supposed to be working on something else. And, uh, and, but they come back around, but if you don't make notes, lots of good ideas are gone by the wayside. So I make notes. Yeah, I know you're an advocate of write it down, no matter what, everything, write it down, capture it somehow. I was on the set of Hell on Wheels as a background actor. And when was this? Eight or ten years ago. Yeah. Okay. Season season three, Hell on Wheels. You you end up spending a lot of time sitting around talking, but you're talking with usually a bunch of creative people. And there were several hundred of us that were there a lot, running around with guns and things, which you know is kind of cool. They're all fake. All fake um, guns. <laughs> fake guns, yeah. You know, we're trying to make it look like the old west. You in between shots, you sit around and talk. And one of the stories that came to mind was Doc Christmas. And for some reason, I decided it needed to be a screenplay. So I charged ahead and wrote it as a screenplay. And actually, I may have done that before I got to the set of Helen Wheels. I don't keep timing real real tight. But on the set of Helen Wheels, I started to tell the story to my new best friend. And he said, well, write it down. I mean, give it to me. Let me let me see it. So I, I said, well, I can't give him the screenplay. I, I better do the book. So I started writing it out chapter at a time. And I'd give him a few chapters and he'd read it. And I'd, and I'd you know, I'd, if I gave him during the day, he'd, he'd message me at midnight and say, I need more chapters. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Doc Christmas came to be. Um, he just kind of pushed me to write it. So that was interesting, f- figuring out, hey, I can actually write a, a whole book. And Mayan was uh, second, and that was uh, on the plane to Los Cabos, where the Mayans never were. Uh, the uh, entire idea for the story pretty much popped into my head. But I had to re- I researched that for over a year because it's got all kinds of Mayan history and all kinds of Atlantean slash Minoan history in it that is very, very accurate. And I've been told by people who are supposedly experts on it. But anyway, uh, that became the second book. And then this one... Like I said, I've got a few other projects. I've done a couple of screenplays that no one will ever see. I've read them out of order, according to when you published or wrote them, because I oh. read mine first. Ah. And then I read Doc Christmas. Mm-hmm. So and, what, what's your honest take on that? Because I have a, I have an opinion I've heard many times on that. They're very different. Um, <laughs> you know, when you talk, one caters way more to children, I think, than the other. Mm-hmm. And okay. but they're very much. Uh, both of them need to be movies. I've said that more than once. You have an attention to detail and creativity, and the way to bring what you imagine to life in in a way I've not seen 
other people do. And I, I love how you play with things. You know, <laughs> your fascination around trains uh, definitely led into Doc Christmas and, yep. and transferred into that. I mean, I didn't see it in Mayan, nope. but, you know, no trains in Mayan no that I'm aware of. Uh, unless, <laughs> you know, I miss something because it's more... There are, you know, there, are, there are no trains in mind. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't, no rail system <laughs> in that one. But, you know, I could see, I mean, I'm waiting for the next book of Mayan in that series, right? Yeah. And I don't want to promise, but once this series about truth is underway, I will address Mayan. And I think, I think you were over here the other day. I've wow. now got a model. Well, if there's one of them right here, right, right there. Right behind you. Yeah. yeah. Mini. Hidden away, but yes. Meaning. So now I now I have I've started to actually build the models to go with Atlantis, so I can work on the next book. So yeah, that's I'm one of the things that I love about your energy is that you you things pull you, and you you find opportunities to kind of let them live. You know, you you were talking about being a background actor in Helen Wheels. Well, like where did that even start? Oh, that's well. I used to have a podcast, as you know, called Train Talk TV, yeah. and uh, it was a video podcast on iTunes. Made the front page twice, and uh, the last episode, I had just found an article in the Calgary Herald saying, "Hey, they're looking for extras on this show called Hell on Wheels." So I had let myself get scruffy, and you know me, I was short hair, and you know. <laughs> None of this. this is all, you know, in the last 10 years. I may have to find a picture and embed it. <laughs> I have it. I can, I can send you one. I went out and uh, I became an extra and uh, started doing that part of my life. And that kind of has mushroomed. I've now had three fairly major roles in films that are, two are coming out this fall and one in the spring. So I got to a bit. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Before all this was going on, your fascination mm -hmm. with trains and all that wonderful, you had a, a small box hardware store all this time? That's still running. That's my, uh, supposed to be my livelihood, although the world has slowed down a little bit. But generally speaking, yeah, I have a online hardware store, smallboxhardware.com. And I sell hinges and hasps and clipboard clips and little bits that you can get from places like Rockler and uh, online. But places like Rockler online are now run by, <clears throat> and I'm sorry for all that I'm, I'm going to offend with this just a little bit. They're now run by accountants. And that's not a bad thing. Everybody needs accountants. But when the accountants get in charge, they tend to say, well, that's only selling three times a year. It has to sell four or it's got to go. Nothing wrong with that. Except oh. that when they, when they sell that little piece that they, they've just dropped, they also sell six of those, 12 of those, 14 of those, and 26 of those. So they drop one piece that isn't moving enough. And it affects all their entire sales. So anyway, what I've been doing, I specialize in those little bits that you can't get anywhere else. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So I, I have a unique offering. And uh, I've taken it further with the clipboard clips. Uh, I've sold tens of thousands. Actually, sorry, I've sold hundreds of thousands over the years. Uh, odds are good if you're hearing this podcast, and I do mean anywhere in North America, you have eaten at a restaurant that has a clipboard clip on the menu that came from my shop. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a weird little thing. And it's wonderful. Um, like I say, the idea was that's my retirement fund because it's easy to do, but the world has slowed down a little bit. So Yeah, but your creative energies don't stop there. You had this huge warehouse, right? Oh, and I had it, yeah. Space to play in. And well, you definitely would play in it. You see all these boxes up here and things? Yeah. Those are all from that other company, which which ended as Small Box Hardware began, and that was called WoodenBoxes.com. But that was actually the gift that went to the uh, Motion Picture Academy members the year Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows 2 came out. And that was that went to all the members with a master wand in it and a copy of the disc to remind them, because it came out just after the previous year's Academy Awards to remind them about the movie and get them to vote for it. And I've been doing boxes like that. The, uh, Flags of Our Fathers, Clash of the Titans, Where the Wild Things Are. I've done dozens and dozens. Of them. I haven't done any recently, but it was a lot of fun. I had 40 people working for me making little wooden boxes. It was fun. That ship has sailed. <laughs> and everything has changed. 
Everything, and, al everything always changes. That's yeah, like I know, but you pivot well. Uh, some would say yes. Some would might say no. But <laughs> I, I do pivot. It, I guess it depends on what your definition of well is. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but I, it's not like you stay stand still or stay yeah. stuck in one space no. trying to make something go. That's you know, you just kind of okay. That's not working. Let's go. Let's move. Well, Generally, I ch I do tend to hang on to things too long, so they they might get a little wonky, and I'll I'll stay with them. But I mean that's that's because you believe in things, and uh, no, I think the hardware business is still going. My garbage board business is still going. I do make boxes for certain projects if someone asks. Um, so I still do all yeah, those the things. lovely Romoli boards. The Romoli boards are new. They they they're yeah they they do really well. They're great. Yeah. They're they're I and I only learned that game like three years ago. And, Love it. So, <laughs> um, and but I wanted to make a nice board, and you can get them, but mine are nicer. But when you well, and you get to pick your own stain and your own wood, and yeah. I know you had a lot of fun with that too. Yeah, they sell. They sell well, so I'm happy with them. Your newest project, this one that you're knee deep in. This story came around. I don't know when. Sometime over the last five or ten years. And then about a year ago, it got switched on because I started thinking about, oh, my gosh, set in the post-COVID world. This story is much, it ripples. As you know, there are, there's the side that is public, and then there's the real side. And yeah. only 16, 17 people now know the real side. This story about truth is solid, rock solid, brand new. It would ripple through society and fix a whole lot of wrongs, as my little claim says. But the flip side of it, the other perspective of the story, it, which is the one I'm going to put out there, ultimately, uh, it is 10 times more powerful, 10 times more. It's just big. <laughs> and the other thing that, that bothersome about it to me is it is so, so simple. It is so simple. I can't believe nobody's written this before. Why decide to have something that's public and then something that's private? There may have been a conversation with an executive vice president of a very large uh, U.S. television network where they would like a pitch on this new project, the heavy-duty one, uh, no names. And if there was a conversation like that, uh, I would want to pitch the script to them for a five-season television series, perhaps. That really can't happen because uh, from my experience in the film world and in the book world, screenplays are absolutely and completely unprotectable. Change, okay. six, change six lines, it's a different script, it's a different story. Change 10 pages, you don't even have to credit the original author, and it doesn't really matter much what the subject matter is. So, and that's that's sure that's airy fairy, and there's there's ways, there's lawyers. I don't have lawyers, so oh, the best best protection of this base story is to publish the book. Okay. So that's why the book, and that's why the deception, because if I put the actual name of the ten times bigger story on the book, yes. then or even on the promotion for the book. It's going to, someone's going to try and write it before I get mine out. So um, I'm just protecting my, I'm protecting my property, my intellectual. So you said deception though. You used the word deception. Are you actually being deceptive? Not at all, because it's just a, it's the same thing, but a perspective shift on the story. So yeah. it's not, it's not a deception. It's a, honestly, it's a bonus. Because if you think, uh, if you read all my preamble about, about truth, and you you go and I've got a lot of I've got all kinds of comments, uh, <laughs> video, text, everything. This is a really great story. I want to know more. I want to know more. Well, if you think this one's good, you you're going to get blown away once we pop the lid off the real the, you know the real name and the, the full story. Where are we finding the preamble? Well, I'm just blasting it all out over Facebook and all the other social media. Then the big thing that's coming up, and we will launch on. Uh, September 29th is a Kickstarter campaign because I'm the way I am. And since we're talking about a book that's never been done before, I had to do a Kickstarter campaign in a way that has never been done before. And again, that 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 claim is totally open to 
Yeah, beat me up. If someone knows that it's been done before, just let me know. I, I want to know. But uh, thus far, I've uh, I've put it out on all the Kickstarter support groups, and nobody's said a peep about it being done before. So, Let's share what Kickstarter is and why you think it's going to benefit this. Okay, Kickstarter is a crowdfunding model. Module? Module? Program? System? App. Yeah, it's crowdfunding. It's all, it's all those things. It's crowdfunding. Basically, I go, buy my book available on September 29th. And if you log in and, and pre-buy it, then when it's ready, I ship it to you. It's great. And what it does is it gives me an ability to know, A, there's an audience. Uh, B, the audience is interested in this story. And C, they're interested enough that they're willing to pay up front for it. Because you know how it is with stories. Oh, yeah, I'll get it when it comes out. Well, that's great. And you will. It's still going to come out. But if you do it ahead of time, I know what's going to happen. And it helps me gauge gauge the response. And because you're prepaying, it gives me the resources to get it out there quicker, better, and uh, probably nicer, too, overall. Plus, it gives me time to promote it without actually having it ready. So it's well underway. The book is not, The story is not finished. The screenplay is not finished. Both are underway. This kind of lets me gauge it. And I have a little timing thing that here's the Kickstarter, here's the book uh, finished, here's the screenplay being worked on, book is published, book is out, now I can pitch the story to the network in conference. So there's a whole timeline involved behind that. Admittedly, it's all up here. I don't have this and that scheduled, but I know that I have to do these things in this order. So that's why. Kickstarter is great. It, 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 it lets me talk to people as well. This is not the first time you've used kickstarter but it is the first time you've used it for a book mm -hmm. slash screenplay first story yeah we used it for the wrist rack years ago yeah yeah mm -hmm. and how did you find it uh it's good kickstarter is good i i um it puts the onus on me to deliver which it is anyway <laughs> but it helps organize it and i said as i say uh, a lot of like with uh, wrist rack, we were inventing it. We didn't know if people would like it. Well, they did. <laughs> and uh, they still do. I still get people. We, we don't make it anymore, but I still get people once, at least once a week asking if we're still making them. So it gives you a way to gauge response, gauge interest. And hey, if people are willing to, you know, like for the book, buck up 25 bucks now to get it later, that tells me a lot about the work I'm doing uh, in the story because all I'm putting out there is what the story is about. You know, so. so there's a little bit of a catch though with uh, Kickstarter though, uh, you have to reach your funding goals, do you not? You have or to reach it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so our campaign will be 30 days. Um, okay. I've set a very low threshold, as is common for authors, uh, because you can produce a limited number of books uh, quite cheaply these days, and uh, I wanted to set a low threshold for for a number of reasons. But the the number one is I honestly. And everyone that runs Kickstarter already knows this. The goal is to sell out your Kickstarter on the first day. That is the absolute goal. And that's not to have someone come in and say, oh, I'll buy the whole thing. No, we don't want to do that. You want to sell it out. You want a bunch of people to show, you know what? I like the idea of this book. I'm going to, I want to, I want to make sure I get it. I'm going to jump in and get it on the first day. If enough people do that, other uh, media and uh, even Kickstarter themselves pay attention. And they also, can, they, they will jump in and help you promote it, which makes it even bigger. So, okay. So, what is your goal? I set my goal at twelve hundred dollars, which is uh, basically one hundred and twenty books. So, okay. So, twelve hundred dollars, mm -hmm. one thousand two hundred dollars. Yeah, small, simple. Uh, okay, let's talk about the tiers. Okay. <laughs> um, well, because I mean, this I think this is extremely important for authors to understand, Neil. And I, I, I don't mm -hmm. know if you want to share also. Um, how you come across Kickstarter, like how you decided that it would be good for books, not only your other adventures, because you've backed some other stuff before. I don't know what projects you've backed, if they've been books or what have you. Uh, one book, yeah. It's uh, I, I like it because it gives um, the little guy yeah. a, a shot at getting their story out there. So I've backed a few, not enough, uh, but I've backed a few. I will continue to back other people. And uh, I think it's a nice way to show that, uh, you know, you're supporting them and their product. So it's a nice thing to say, yeah, hey, I like it. You know, like I liked your post. 
uh, I really want to read the book when it comes out. Well, you buy it. You've just, you've told that person. Yeah. Not, I, not only do I want it, I want it. <laughs> so so um, you have a variety of ways that people can back you with the current campaign that you're running. Some of them are really entry, really doesn't take a lot to help you out. And some of them are, hey, we're going to do some heavy duty <laughs> medications here and that sort of thing. So let's talk about the different levels of ways people can back you. Sure. The simplest way, there's one level you just want to give me some money. You can do that. Start just it costs a dollar, and put as many of those dollars in as you want. I personally don't recommend that. It's you don't get anything for it other than thank you, which you will get anyway. There's a digital thank you, which you'll get. Now, I'm not even going to remember them all, but there's a couple of digital rewards where you basically will get a digital copy of the book when it comes out. Sorry, the other thing you'll get is a shout out from me on social media, direct one thanking you personally for doing that, and then uh, you'll get your name in a page on the book with just all the all the contributors and sponsors. I really like that idea. Right. It's funny. I, I contributed to that other book and I didn't even, and I, I have my name in it, but I never looked. I'm like, oh, I'm just realizing now I didn't look. <laughs> okay, I have to go look. <laughs> I, I'm going to go look. <laughs> I am. So, that's so other of, people that contribute can go and look for their name. This is yeah, the my name is part. in this book. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And I think those are $5 for the book mention and the shout out and $10 for the digital copy, which is roughly in line with what the world's charging. There's a $25 perk they call them perks you get a $25 perk you get a paperback there is a couple of other perks one of them is what i call the renaissance collection they say and i'm, I'm going to use man because that's the definition in the book you know the dictionary a renaissance man who is someone who has a wide variety and ex of, of interests and expertise in several areas and because my books are in several areas <laughs> yeah. i'm calling this oops there it is the Renaissance Collection. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> the they're all, they're all different. This is this. Is, you know, Doc Christmas definitely uh, mostly kids, although kids up to ninety nine. So one never knows. Yeah. This great I Christmas don't know. story. Teenagers and all the way up. This uh, everyone on the planet. Sorry, kids maybe not so much. Maybe PG. It's PG. No? Everything's PG. Um, but kid, everybody on the planet. Seriously, every anyway. So it's a wide range. So I call it the Renaissance Collection. I think it's 60 bucks. You get all three books. There's uh there's one called the share collection, which I've actually had people ask about already, which is good. And that's, you get uh, like three copies of this book, you know, one for you and two for friends, because uh, again, once it's out there, you may want to give a copy or two to a person or two. The share collection. When do we actually plan to have book in hand? This book will be late December now. Uh, I was hoping okay. for early December, but I, it's, yeah, not looking good. So we're uh, not going to make Christmas this year, but definitely Christmas next year. Oh, for sure. It's not a Christmassy kind of gift. It's more like this person needs this book. You Here, this is for you. You should read it because you may get something out of it. You know what I mean? Uh, so that hits every birthday and every holiday, gift-giving yeah. holiday that we have all, all, every year. Yeah, and I think what I'm going to do, and I haven't put this on the campaign yet, but everything else that's a perk in the campaign a lot of it is gift stuff. Like I'm, I'm doing one of my, uh, you can get it, one of my cribbage boards and one of my books. That's one of the perks. You can get a cribbage set and one of my books. That's another perk. Now those are things that I, I like I sell a few of them. Uh, they are pricey, but I hand make them. People like them. So here's a way to, basically you buy the cribbage board or the cribbage set. You're basically getting the book for free. And what I might do is if people want that split ship, I'll do the pre-Christmas ship if they're planning on using the, the big thing for the for the holiday i think that's a good thing to do so i don't know exactly how to make it work that way but i'm going to try <laughs> wow i could get complicated two others okay. that are really cool uh okay. one is called the uh top level or full-on contributor or something like that basically what that gets you is you know the cribbage board set the book set the digital stuff mentioned in the book but it also gets you if you sign an nda sorry you have to sign the nda an NDA is a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah. It, yes. Because there's goodies you can't talk about. What, what you get, though, is a phone call from me. And I will tell you what the real name of the book is if you sign the NDA. And I will explain the difference in the story. And, uh, yeah. I'm going to post in a few days uh, a few quotes from some of the people that have already gone through that process. 
and they knew what they know what the about truth story is and they know what the other story is i'm going to post a few quotes from them as to what they said when they found out what the other story was it's it's good like I say, it's really, really a lot more. That's $500. And then the top level perk, $1,000. And there's only one of them. Did you did you read it? Did you see I did. It? I'll dedicate the book to you. Yeah. I'll dedicate the book to you. And you and you get all the, you get a cribby set and you get the books and you'll get some. But I only have one dedication in there. So yeah, if someone wants a book dedicated to them. And hopefully so the person that picks that has some affinity to the subject matter. This episode is sponsored by Visibility Podcasts. Connect with Visibility Pod about visibility strategy coaching, podcast tours, podcast production, platform building, content creation, and distribution. Your online presence matters. Mention this author interview to receive a discount. Get the help you need today. Email visibilitypodcasts at gmail.com. That's V-I-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at gmail.com. So you know that I really, really, really hate lies, right? Oh, yeah. Actually, (laughs) let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Name a person on the planet, one single person that doesn't hate lies. Oh, sorry, there are some. They're liars. Name one person on the planet that doesn't lie. Everybody lies. Everybody. We we, We all lie. So this this kind of so the the premise behind the book kind of takes care of that though. About truth. <laughs> yep. Okay, so what can you tell us? What can you give away without giving anything away? Well, the premise of about truth is simple and I always ask it as a question. Uh, or always the basic premise of the book and I'll ask so I'll ask you um, what if there was a way that if you were talking to someone, say me, and you could know with 100% certainty, like no, no hints, no shit. You would know, absolutely. If I was telling you a lie, you would know it. You'd say, yeah, yeah, that's not the truth. Sorry. And you would know it in your bones. You, it, it would be absolutely true. Or uh, the other thing you would also know, if I was telling you the absolute truth, you would know. But of course, now that you know that absolute truth, absolute lie, you also know that if I say something else that, uh, it's sort of gray area. You're going to know that because you know it's not this and you know it's not that. So really, you're getting a wide range. So anyway, what happens in the book through a, uh, a almost almost an accident? It's not accidental for the person that did it, but the person that wanted it to happen didn't quite know it was going to happen this way. Uh, uh, Six hundred people at a very very fancy party, including you know politicians, lawyers, business leaders, actors, uh, get endowed with this ability. Uh, without their without their knowledge and it is not reversible changeable and it is absolutely inescapable that's that's the basic core of the book but the question is imagine if that happened to you if you could know with absolute certainty yeah i'm talking to this girl and you know oh i'm talking to this guy i'm making this business deal (laughs) i'm buying a truck (laughs) they can't lie to you and and then now you're dealing with specifics you know yeah. if they know, you know if they're telling the truth, you know if they're lying, and you know if it's in the middle. That's very clarifying information. <laughs> so this what is I ability, want this what ability, I want it, right? Exactly. But these people didn't ask for this, but they've got it now. And it actually disrupts their ability to do their jobs as business leaders, as politicians, as policemen as lawyers, <laughs> as medical practitioners, <laughs> like it ripples, it ripples through their lives. Um, and and the, the lovely example is, of course, narcissists don't yeah. do well in this world. <clears throat> so what happens if that uh, ability to be that way was uh, actually in the ice at the party? And everybody, you know, had a drink, even water. Great. So now that's how they all got it. But when the party's over, they dump the ice, right? And the party was actually out at a small, small town, resort town, uh, outside a big city. And of course, the water flows downstream into the big city. <laughs> and uh, well, a lot more people eventually get endowed with this ability, whether they want it or not. And their lives become infinitely more complicated. And Infinitely simpler. <laughs> so the clash, and and the clash becomes between then 
the people that have the ability and the people that don't. The people that are living the same way they always did and the people that can no longer live that way. So you've yeah, got it's like a zombie apocalypse for crying out loud. But yeah, but there's nothing bad here. I mean, all you've given people <laughs> is the ability to know if someone is lying to them or not yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty basic. Now, what I want to just jump in here and remind you that the action, look at my fingers, they're, they're different perspectives. Interesting. Um, yeah. I just want to remind you that the actual name and a concept behind this is 10 times simpler and 10 times more powerful than this. So everything we've talked about thus far is pretty standard stuff for a Kickstarter campaign. And if you've never, if you've ever followed one, you know, you'll, you'll get a, you'll get a pitch video and uh, the person will tell you all about their stuff and here's their perks and here's this and da -da 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 -da, here's the story. Please buy my stuff, you know, buy the book and it'll help me write it, which is obviously true. Or the project. Yeah, exactly. And that's what Kickstarter is for. I did a little add on to that. <clears throat> so since I work in film and my brain works in mysterious ways, we have um, done a series of update videos that will come out. Uh, so the campaign starts on Friday. So one episode. So there's a the, the pitch video actually already contains. I, I don't want to call it an Easter egg. I don't know what to call it, but the first episode of a 14 episode series is the first is the pitch video and you won't know till the end of it so you got to watch the whole pitch video sorry it's five minutes you'll survive and you subsequent... want to watch it all anyway because you kind of do you kind of do i say some good things in there some of which yeah. i'm repeating here but um then on the next day the, on the saturday there's a note there's a what they call a kickstarter update which means i'm going to send you some more information now usually that's oh hey there's this perk there's that perk there's that uh, this one's a little different. We're still doing that. But again, it's done by video and there's a second episode. Ooh. And there will be 14 episodes in all. And they do form a very interesting story. Um, I can't really give much away without giving it all away. So I, I can't tell you. It's just, it's, uh, but I will tell you this. Uh, some of the events that happen in the story that comes out in the updates, and we'll call them, instead of Kickstarter updates, let's call them Kickstarter episodes. Uh, <laughs> but the in these episodes, some of what happens is very, very, well, when you get the book, you'll recognize a lot of what's going on. It's similar in nature to some of the trials and tribulations that our people face in the story. So basically we've done an echo of the story in video in a video episodic series. Um, we have one more day of filming, but uh, it's just one, a few little scenes. I've got everything in the can and it's gonna be great. It's a, yeah, it's a shot, de definitely independent style, but we've used people from, uh, from the film industry, both in crew and in cast and uh, because, you know, with the strikes, people are available. <laughs> and there's, we've got some, it's good. We've got some good people doing some really good things. I don't think you won't find it entertaining. <laughs> well, and they're happy to help you bring the project to life. So let's talk about the adventures that you have had. Because you've had a full-on team, a filming, filming crew, yeah. uh, along with you, as well as makeup artists mm -hmm. and, and what else. let's talk about what it is that you've actually gone through to create this these 14 episodes well there's you know the police were only called once it's not a bad thing um, <laughs> no no the police were not they, called they were once. called they were called eight times but it was all the same they showed up once <laughs> they showed up. Were called several times um, yeah all i will say about that is be careful when you're filming and you know let people know and if you think someone doesn't need to know, they probably do. So, yeah. Uh, and they were lovely. Uh, they were lovely. It was easily cleared up, but, you know. Um, it's been an interesting, it's been an interesting thing. I will say that um, the experience of writing a book while writing a screenplay, while writing a TV series, while filming a TV series, while show running a TV series, while building a Kickstarter campaign, while promoting all of that and talking to everybody about it and trying to keep everybody up to speed, it's a lot of work. Likely very tired, and there's a lot of moving parts. 
all all true uh but the tired thing is not so much because it gives you the, when you're creating i find and i think any creative will know this when you're in the zone energy is not an issue yeah. like it really isn't yeah and so when i'm writing and i'm energy is not an issue when i'm uh trying to pull you know 20 odd people together in on a film set energy is not an issue it comes and um everybody handles it differently and uh, i like i say I, quality we were dealing with uh, amazing professional people that uh, you know um i'm sure glad they helped me out because uh, if i had to pay them full if i had to pay them i, I would never have been able to afford it <laughs> but we have started, we definitely have to be bigger than a thousand two hundred dollars <laughs> you and know it would and, be but, it would but, have to go out in a lot more stages <laughs> True. And again, our, the hope is here. There's there's a whole bunch of hopes here. Um, one is that it, it enhances the experience of the Kickstarter. And of course, more people want to join us. But the second thing is just the fact that we did this, that we made a TV series. Although they're short pieces, like three to five minute episodes. They're not big. But just the fact that we made a 14 episode series as part of a Kickstarter, well, that hopefully will let uh, a few other creatives that want to produce a film or a book or anything, a song, it will give them some ideas about different things they can do with their promotions. Like I say, as far as I've been able to find out, this has not been done before. And that's actually something else I should remember too. I should mention. Um, there's a series of uh, those perks we were talking about for the Kickstarter. Yeah. There's a series of them that are early bird perks. Basically, they're only available on the first day. Like the, you can get the book for $25. Or the early bird perk on day one, you get the book. And when the 14 episode series is over, you will get the edited into a single short film version of that. You'll get a digital download of that. So you'll actually get a movie <laughs> as well. And the plan is that once these episodes are out, they, they do form a, a really cool little story. That will be put together into that short film, and that is actually going to make rounds, make the rounds on the festival circuit. So excellent! Which festival circuit are you talking film. about? Film, film festival. Yeah. So Canadian Film Festival International. You, you, that doesn't it doesn't work that way. You can't say it's going to be there. It's going to be there. You have to say I'm going to submit it all over the place and hope like heck it gets put everywhere. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay. Yeah, so you you wow. basically and you pay for every submission, so it it costs a lot. But uh, if you find a film that's been, oh, this was shown in a hundred film festivals, odds are good they paid to send it to a thousand. Because wow. yeah, it's they're they're not they're not super expensive, but it's work. You have to send it in the right format. You have to market it to them. And if you should get in uh, the film festival, then you uh, you know if you, especially if you do well, they kind of want you to go. So you know, if I get the cans, well, hey, <laughs> but yeah, I gotta yeah. pay, but I gotta pay to go. So. <laughs> You want to go to France? Okay. Well, <laughs> if, if they sent a ticket, it would be wonderful. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm in two short films in the Edmonton Short Film Festival. I think it's next weekend. Excellent. And, um, if and you know, I kind of want to go up. They're just short little films, but uh, if there was three, I'd go for sure. So. <laughs> well, there's a ton of work involved here. There's a massive Why? amount of work. Massive. Why? Why? Um, some. Uh, in, insanity, uh, create. I don't know. I, I, it just seemed like a good idea at the time. I wanted. It's a great story. It's a unique story. I wanted to roll out, roll it out with a great and unique introduction. Um, the trick is to get the eyeball, get eyeballs on it. So, so and and that is in fact the challenge right now, correct? Always the challenge. It's always the challenge. Right now, the challenge is get people to go to the kickstarter page and all you can do there right now you see the graphic for the for the uh book which looks a lot like this only i'm not in the chair on the one on the kickstarter yet <laughs> and uh and then all you can do is sign up to get a notification on day one and that's all you can do but if you do that, and hopefully you get the notification, so people are signing up, which is nice. And right now the, the goal is, hey, get everybody to go over there, sign up for that, so that when it launches, you'll get the note, and you can join us. Um, but there's other stuff you can do, uh, like even uh, like right now, or 
at, during the Kickstarter pre-launch, during the Kickstarter itself, and even after the Kickstarter, I want to get people to answer that question that I asked you. Um, is there is there a time that you can think that that would have made a difference to you? Now, the thing that's happened is most people go, oh, God, yeah, there's like a dozen times. And it's like, well, I don't want to know your history. I don't know what, want to know your life. But give me an example of that time in a non-personal way. Uh, but let me know that, yeah, something like this happened. And I can see where, you know, yeah, if I was buying that used car and if I had known that he was lying about that, then I would never bought it. And then that wouldn't have fallen off and the wheel wouldn't have fallen off and the car wouldn't, have, you know what I mean? There's things that are simple. Sometimes they are just simple. Bad things happen. And sometimes they're complicated. Like, oh, the wheel fell off. The car went into a ravine. Da, 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 da. Yeah. What are those? What are those things? I want examples. Why? Because there's a lot of them. And like I say, when we do the perspective shift on this, oh God, there's going to be a lot more examples. And I really do. And I, like I say, I am writing the screenplay for this unmentioned television network, and uh, I'm writing, uh, I'm writing the pilot, and I'm writing outlines for the first season, and then arcs for the whole for five seasons. So that's again another job that it's massive, but. It needs to be done. And, and all of this is in aid of telling this story, which, if it came to pass for real, would absolutely and completely alter every single society on the planet for the better. Everybody lies. Mm -hmm. And if we couldn't lie. Yeah, but not, it's not even about couldn't lying. If in this, in this scenario, in the About Truth book, uh, it's not that you couldn't lie. You could still lie. But the person you're talking to, if they have this, they will know. Oh, they know. Where, whereas before, they might have suspected. But now you know, as an individual, certainly in this group or in this city, once it gets most even half infected, you know that there's a whole bunch of people that are going to know with absolute certainty if you're lying or telling the truth. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to keep lying? No. Right. You're going to stop. Why? Because... Why run the risk? Yeah, but why do we do it in the first place? Um, I'm going to just say that uh, it's irrelevant because <laughs> there's a million reasons. That's like the, the that's like the, honestly the word truth. Truth is always subjective. It's relative. Yeah, it, it depends on. It's what relative. It's subjective. How you want to, yeah. Which so truth becomes a little ambiguous, but lying? No, lying. On that, on that side, when someone is lying, they know they're lying, and you will know that they are lying. That's not that's not subjective. They are actually telling a lie. <laughs> they know it. You know, and that's where the real stuff happens because truth is so subjective. Here's what I think is the reason that people lie. Okay, and I think it's because they can't handle telling the truth. They can't handle. Yeah. So if you, if I lie to you, for example, it would be because I can't handle your reaction to me telling you the truth. Yes. Or you think you can't handle it. I think I can't. Be because you're assuming. I think that I will be more comfortable if I lie to you yeah. because you're if assuming... I tell you the truth, it's going to make me uncomfortable. Which also means you're assuming a reaction. Right. Yeah. Or I'm assuming that my telling you the truth is going to make you uncomfortable mm -hmm. and I can't handle that. Right. So yeah. it's like, you know, can we all just get real with being real? Bingo. <laughs> yeah. Please. Can and, we and, all and, and all this story does is take away the choice. Yes. You, right. you Yes, you can be real. And there's no choice. <laughs> it doesn't really hurt as much as we think it is. Exactly. It <laughs> it's 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 something that each human, each individual will adapt to because they have to. Yeah. What won't adapt and where the story gets most interesting is, I'm sorry, but governments, corporations, establishments, marketing. any. <laughs> Here, marketing. Let's, let's sell you this based on these benefits. And most yeah. of these benefits aren't really true. Yeah. And, and, but, and then, and then the, the skill becomes of the person that has the ability, say the person is a journalist, the skill becomes asking the right question. Right. Because you want to ask them a question they can't lie to. Mm. Or or a question that forces them to lie so that you know it's a lie. So, again, oh. everything changes. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and then I'm rolling out, trying to roll out over the next seven days until the campaign launches, uh, something of interest every day because I want to put out something every day. And I'm putting right. in there uh, a famous quote and then a Neil Enoch quote, just to right. see if uh, anyone's paying attention. There's two of them out on social media already, yes. so you definitely want to be getting those. And there may be more out by the time this actually releases. But if you have an answer to that question, that that basic question about whether or not, wh what situation can you imagine you would find that ability useful in? And, or if, what situation it would have made you make a dis different decision in? That I'd, I'd sure like an answer to that. And, and I'd like people to uh, give me a shout, talk to me, and we'll, I'll run you through the whole thing. Or uh, give me or send me a tape of you giving me an answer. And oh. if you like, and, and then if you like and you're okay with it, then let me know and I, will, I may use it in the promo of the whole idea. We're, what the question is, is there a situation or time in your life where it would have been beneficial to you and it yeah. would have changed your life to know if somebody were not telling you the truth? Yep. Or if they were telling you the absolute truth. Because a lot of times people will listen to someone, they go, oh, I'm too, I'm too nervous. They might, they might not, it might not be true. I'm and, hesitant because I'm not sure. Yeah. Exactly. But if someone is telling you the truth and you know that that also would make you make it could make you make a different decision depends on the situation the circumstance so. well i could tell you the situation for me right now but you wouldn't be able to use it <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard that before already <laughs> quite a bit so yeah there's lots of the biggest one is personal relationships. And yeah, again, nobody wants to get into details. I don't want to get into details. I don't need to know anything about everyone's life, but if the question makes you think about that, the ramifications of that ability, then yeah. to, to quote a phrase, my work here is done. <laughs> Very good. So, oh, uh, well, thanks for taking the time to share this. And I hope uh, that more people are as interested and intrigued by everything that you're doing as I am. I hope so too. And I hope they let me know any way they can. And especially on September 29th when we launch the campaign. And you've got the link for that, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. And you want to know in advance of the actual launch, if possible, as well. Well, we? sure. But the idea is that uh, if they sign up and they'll get a notification on launch day, and then I'll be, of course, you know, blasting everything I can. I hate, I hate doing that. But really, people, the funny thing I've found with this particular story is that there's some people that reach that I've reached out to twice already. And normally if you reach out twice, people start to go, eh, what? Honestly, yeah. I'm finding more and more people say, oh, I'm glad you reached out. I wanted to talk. And it's like, okay, this is not marketing 101. To the batch that I've reached out to, uh, I will probably hit them again on launch day. But uh, no, I, I'm finding people don't mind talking about this. It's, it is making people think. And again, that's... If it does, if this all does nothing else, then it's still a huge win for everybody. Right now, there are two ways that we can sign up to receive more information, and that is through Kickstarter.com. Yeah, and then Substack. Is that right? Yeah, sub, I have a Substack. I put out a newsletter that is at the moment extremely random, and when I say random, you might get three in a row day after day, or you might not get one for a week. And I've just started going on it. Uh, I like the idea of email because it goes directly to your inbox. It's not, uh, oh, Facebook's uh, algorithm doesn't want you to see this today. It's It goes to your inbox. You, just, you, you, you choose your algorithm. The thing with following your social media, it's great because you're going to put something out. I mean, you've already put out two different things. And then Monday, Wednesday, and Friday um, for the next 30 days is there's going to be something that goes out yeah. and you're not getting everything that's involved in like no. everything that you're putting out on Substack or the Kickstarter. So to no. get it all, you've got to, I would say for now, Kickstarter is the way to go. If, uh, if you line it up to Kickstarter, you'll get everything that's going to happen. Once we launch for the next 30 days, you'll see all the episodes. You can decide if you'd like the book or not, or if some of the perks great. If you'd also like to be on Substack, uh, there's a free Substack and a paid one. You just go on the free one. What I will be putting out on social media and on the Substack will be a trailer for the, each episode right. on the Kickstarter. You want the right. episodes? Got to go to Kickstarter. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, and if I want everything? Okay. Go to 
go to Kickstarter. And then when Kickstarter is over, come on over to Substack. On launch day, yep. I want everything. What do I need to do? If you want to get the perk to get everything. Yes. On launch day. Because you can't do anything till launch day except for getting nope. notifications. No. Nope. You can so, get notifications. So on launch day, go in, uh, buy the early bird perk on launch day. The, there's one for the book. There's one with the cribbage board. There's one with the three book set, I think. And then there's the the top the top one, not the dedication, but the the one below that, the full full meal deal. And right. that will also, if you want to sign the NDA, I will tell you what's going on. Yeah, I'm all over the NDA, but at the same time, you know, I want everything, right? <laughs> I have no response to that. <laughs> you don't know what that I want at all. We all want it. We all want it all, don't we? No, everybody wants everything. But no, it's a it's a good thing, and and I I'm hoping people will go for that top level perk for a couple of reasons. One, sure, the, the it, it does absolutely going to help me move ahead. Uh, if we actually uh, sell out, you know, far more than our subscription of twelve hundred dollars, then I will be increasing the perks and adding some things to the to the perks that are already there, you know, for, for no extra charge. And then I'll be adding in some new perks maybe. But but I think more than that, especially on the top level one, I really would like some feedback on the real deal. And since I can't talk about it to people without an NDA, it's a good way to get the NDA and get in the loop. If you think it, the, the ramifications of the story are already pretty good and they can get better, then it's a great way to find out what that is and, and get involved. Because should this move ahead as a TV series, Need lots of. I've got a, over 100 scenarios where this situa situation would be, uh, let's say, episodable. <laughs> and I'm finding people are telling me more every day. So I would like to get as much of that as we can and collect it. Yeah. So I want to sign the NDA. How are you going? How do I get the NDA and get it signed and back to you? Once you uh, contribute to the um, Kickstarter for that level, then I will I will email you that NDA and you okay. email, it, email it back to me and we'll set up a time for a call. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, it's direct. I do that directly. So, because it's the only way it can be done. There's no automated system for that one. <laughs> and what we're going to get in that call is nothing like what we are going to see here. It's going to be a whole new level. But as I said, the switch and the perspective shift is very simple, but the ramifications of it much, much, much bigger. Oh, all the best in all of it, Neil. I can't wait till it all comes out. You know, I, I hope it does well. And as I say, I hope it makes people think. Because really, yeah, it should. It could. And I don't see any negative side to that. Thank you for your time today. Thanks, Jen. I appreciate the, uh, the chance to speak. I love the opportunity to share it. Okay. Thank you so much. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and share. And we always love reviews. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you, Visibility Pod, for all your services and management of our podcast.